baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome into this week's podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis, also joined, of course, by my partner, Bo Matthews. Bo, you you there? This is exclusive, man. This is exclusive. It's a podcast and it's exclusive. And so we call it the podcast exclusive. And uh, as we mentioned on the show this week, joining us for this podcast exclusive is our good friend, the uh, professional fisherman, Mike Marfell. Mike, great to talk with you. How's it going? Awesome. Fresh cup of Black Rifle coffee. I'm doing some front porching in Fenton, so it's, it's good. <laughs> there you go. Cha-ching. Uh, so definitely want to talk about, uh, you, you know, your latest experiences on the water, what you've been up to in the last few weeks since uh, we talked to you last. Um, but I uh, want to give you a chance to promote something really cool. If you want to see Mike and a couple other uh, uh, really good fishermen, just really get into it and, and and talk about being on the water and talk about fishing and what works and what doesn't work and what to look for and all that stuff. Uh, you did a really cool, um, uh, what was at the time, a live stream, but now is just a, you know, a, a YouTube. It's out there forever link. in the yeah, YouTubes. Exactly, yeah. that people can go check out. So tell people what you did and where they can find it. Well, it's, uh, it's two good friends of mine, uh, Backyard Bassin. And Ten Horse Monty, they each have their own YouTube channels uh, down southeast Missouri. And on Monday nights, they get together at Backyard Bassin's house, and uh, they do a live stream. And they've been doing that for a few months now, I believe, and been wanting to have me as a guest, but it's just, you know, never worked out. And uh, we just talk fishing, and like I told you, it went like two hours. We, What's beautiful about it is people can are live commenting and asking questions, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so – they st- the, the 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 loyal uh, subscribers that they have kind of steer the ship about what what we talk about which is really cool uh and yeah they do it every monday night and they have been you can go back and find old ones and you can find it on facebook on either backyard bass and or 10 horse monty or even on my personal pa- i posted it on my page my personal page it's just under my name uh and you can go back and listen to all the old ones and it's it's, it's you, you know you're always asking me what little lakes here in southern Illinois or southern Missouri yeah and that's what these guys fish down in southern Illinois they fished all the lakes at Pyramid which I think there's 45 or 50 lakes at the Pyramid the old strip mines down in southern Illinois and you know uh, guys can ask questions to Gabe or Greg you know hey I was fishing Lake X or Mallard they got all kinds of weird names on these little lakes down there and it's just cool I mean the the people that are Tuning into three hillbillies talking about fishing on a Monday night live, <laughs> hard, hardcore. You know, oh they're, yeah, they're there. They're there for info. Oh yeah. So you're, it's like one big family. You know, they some asleep at the reel was one guy's handle. I love that. Right. Uh, <laughs> play on the old the old Texas band, asleep at the wheel. Oh yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, it's just a great group of dudes that get on there, and you know, it's funny because we get on there just people. When I got on there, it was just people perched in the comment section waiting for us to start. You know, they're anxious, ready to go, you know. So it's a great, great time, great yeah. time. And if, if you've got questions about, you know, I'm, I'm hopefully I'm going to be a regular guest, like maybe once a month or something. Uh, they had a lot of positive feedback, I guess, because I ramble about fishing pretty well. So. <laughs> no, not you, not you. You're a superstar. Oh, yeah. You're a superstar. <laughs> Tony, pull my string. Pull my string. Uh, no. uh, hey, hey, Tony, yeah, I, yeah, I, I've got a time. Go ahead, Bob. I've got an idea. Okay, so the Ten Horse Monty on YouTube has one thousand uh, six hundred and thirty thousand subscribers. No, one one thousand six hundred thirty subscribers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, two hundred thirteen videos. A lot of great content out there. Do you remember when I filled in for the Glover Show uh, with you and uh, Saint John the Philosopher was there, and we? saw that he was at about 800 uh, yeah. uh, YouTube subscribers. Yeah. I think we need to do that for the 10 Horse Monty. Yeah. So people listening Absolutely. right now need to go to YouTube and and bump it up because, you know, how often are you, are yeah. you, you know, somebody saying, hey, do this. You know, we're telling you to call this company or do yeah, really do it. That was fun. He was, yeah, he was getting close to 1,000 subscribers, and he was talking about how cool it would be to get that <laughs> milestone. And so we just said, let's do it right now. And the great listeners of the show when yep. subscribed and within 10 minutes he was back he was up over a thousand subscribers for the first time we should we should have um we should have I, 10 horse I was on one of those bro. i was one of those there you go oh yeah <laughs> so it works guys. i was one of those yeah and then and then i got lucky tony had me on the new year's Eve show and i got a meet gate so it was even better there you go so so mike what yeah. is uh what's some of the what are some of the questions that people ask the most when you're doing something like that is there like a common theme that you know, even avid, even avid bass fishermen are, you know, still have, you know, these, the, the same questions. What is, what is that? There, uh, well, one of the questions that I, that I, a lot of it's, these guys fish tournaments. So whether it's as big as what I do or their local 15 boat tournament on Wednesday night at their, their subdivision lake, uh, right. how do you practice for tournaments? What's your mm. percentage of casting versus idling with your electronics? Uh, how do you approach a tournament? You know, and that, that was some of the subjects we got into on Monday. Another one I always get is, which electronics do you like better? You know, because people are getting ready to drop $3,000 on an electronics unit, sure. and they want to know, you know, and, it, and it's it's the Forge everything. It's what you like. It's They're all good. Mm. You know, like today's modern cars, they're all good, just what you like. I mean, yeah, what hold on. Uh, what, what's 20000 what, what do you say, dropping 20000 on what? No, 3000 3000 Well, okay. I, on what? I've got four of them on my boat, so I've spent a couple dollars on them. But, yeah, the, the GPS fish finder, locator, whatever the you want to call them. The electronics. Yeah, the, the, the sonar. Yeah, yeah the, the sonar, the fish finder, the depth finder, wow. you know, the, the electronics on the boat. Yeah, that's a lot of dang yeah, money. Yeah, the electro. Yeah, well, there's guys that are. That's what we were talking about. There's an article recently by a longtime pro that says this is what's ruining fishing, because back in the day you had to spend the time. You know what? That's a great. Okay, good. That's exactly what I was. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was just going to ask you this, Mike. <clears throat> Mike Marfell, right now, if you could clone yourself, we well. We'd all be in trouble, but yeah. if you <laughs> if you could clone yourself and and you versus you in a in a tournament one on one, and Mike one gets electronics and Mike two doesn't, is there any chance Mike two wins that tournament? How no, how important sure. are the electronics? Sure, how, sure, yeah. 
they're very important at finding fish. But if Mike if Mike two's on a lake, he already knows Mike one's in trouble. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, if I go if I go shallow and put a jig in my hand, it's, you know I can I can and we're doing a five fish tournament. I mm-hmm. can still catch five biggins. Mm-hmm. But if we're at a new lake that nobody's ever been to, then that electronics and that mapping helps you go find those pin, pinch points that you wouldn't otherwise had to spend years trying to find. Does that make sense? Like, it makes total so sense. Throw, throw in, so you got to throw in the other the other aspect of Mike 1 and Mike 2 on a lake neither one have, have fished on before. Well, then, then it's, yeah, then Mike 1 that doesn't have the electronics is going to be in trouble. <clears throat> but he's still got a fighter. He's got a puncher's chance. Right. You know, right. I'm going to use what I used to use back in the 80s before when the electronics were not that great. I, and that's use my eyes and look up on the bank and try to figure out what exactly. contours come into the water. I'm going to go to visible cover, lay downs, docks. Uh, right. I'm not going to be yeah, fishing in the middle where it looks like my boats broke down, like Mike and that is, Electronics is going to do. That is what I like about what the way you help people fish. You know, the the shady part of the shore, the shore, the north side, or the south side. You've you've offered yeah. so many great fishing tips, and so we can't thank you enough. Yeah, electronics are well, I appreciate uh, electron or electronics are great, but you can't you can't catch a fish if you're not. If you if you don't have your uh, your hook in the water, you know what I mean. Like you exactly, can, you exactly. Can drive exactly. around looking all you want, but you're not going to catch anything. So you got to really, you got to if you're in a tournament, you got to find that balance of using the electronics to your benefit, but sure, don't waste too much time trying to find the perfect spot, right? Right, right. It's that, it's exactly. And like I said in Monday night's live stream, not a bass has ever been caught at 74 miles an hour. So if you're running 50 <laughs> miles up the lake at 74 miles an hour, that's time that you're not going to catch a fish. So And you know you what? There's be no damn difference sure that where you're going. You know, it has fish. Yeah. And there's no difference between game cams with, you know, uh, Tony Hunter 1 mm-hmm. and Tony Hunter 2. Yeah. Tony Hunter 1's yeah. got game cams out in the field. Who's going to have the advantage? Yeah. Absolutely, Bo. Yeah. I make those parallels to deer hunting and bass fishing. When I use the term pinch point, if Tony's a deer hunter, he knows right what that means. Yeah. You know, it's the highways they use during seasonal travel. We talked about it Monday night. You can map. So, Tony, say we came down, I came down with my Hummingbird Electronics to your cove, and we went through it, and I did the mapping where I'm actually mapping the bottom. It's recording, yeah. and I'm mapping the bottom and making tight one-foot contours. We're also going to be able to get hardness of bottom off of that. And then you can see these veins of hardness, and that's what those fish are going to use to travel from the main lake to the spawning flats and then back out in the summertime. So if you have those hard points, you know the highway that they travel. Yeah. So now it's finding about what point on the highway they are between point A and point B. I'll never forget them. I'll never forget like the most eye-opening moment when it with um, uh, electronics and that and that exactly what you're talking about mapping the bottom of the lake uh, years ago. A uh, buddy of mine and I were at uh, Spanish Lake, and a, a lake that I have fished since I was a little kid and have had great success, caught big fish. Um, and, man, this was probably going back almost 10 years now. And we had his uh, we had his little his little old, rickety old bass boat in there and an old, uh, uh, you know, depth finder, fish finder, whatever. And we found a, he found a spot in the middle of the lake, like you just mentioned, looked like you're broke down in the middle of the lake. Mm-hmm. He found a spot in the middle of the lake that I would have never, ever stopped and fished at, you know, <laughs> any other time for sure. 
and right. you know found you know found the, the 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 topography that he was looking for and started ca- and started casting and started catching fish just in a in what looked like a, yes. just a, a spacious empty middle part of the lake and all of a sudden um he's catching fish out there in the middle uh, in the middle and and you know just absolutely they've never been mind. fished for they've yeah. never been fished for that's most likely the case yep yep uh there was an elite series event, which is the highest level of bass fishing. The true professionals, not professionals like myself. There's a <laughs> Tim Horton years ago won a tournament and was back on the final championship day. So they fished four day formats. He was back and eating, ordering a pizza, sitting on the dock because Lake Champlain can get so rough you may not make it back. But he caught all of his fish off of one like Volkswagen sized boulder that he had found on his electronics. Wow. Every fish that he caught in those four days came off of that boulder that was just out in the middle. Wow. One big boulder and a big rock flat, and that's where every smallmouth and largemouth he caught came off of that one rock. That's incredible. So, that's yeah, incredible. I mean, that's – and that's what this article was about. Like, the old-timers that used to use a paper map and maybe a, just a depth finder, you know, a flasher that told you how deep it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you'd have to triangulate that dock with that big – tree and then if i line up that smokestack and i can see all three and then then i know i'm in the right spot that those guys that put in that kind of work are pissed that a guy with enough money can just walk up and have those spots instantly sure uh and when you map that bottom and it gets sent to lawrence or hummingbird well then they release it to the world you know it 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 goes through their software so they have the rights to it so then they put it in their mapping cards so Mm -hmm. if you went and Bo did his private lake and with a Lawrence unit. Well, then it would eventually everybody would have the con. Not that they could come to Bo's, but you know what I'm saying. It, it gets. It oh, yeah, nobody can everybody. come to it. It's nobody, nobody can come to it. You better bite your bite yeah. your tongue, Tony. Bite your tongue. Yeah. you nobody, haven't been. You yeah. haven't even been invited. Nobody. That's a good point. Nobody's ever that and smart <laughs> and very very smart. Uh, and and the, that fish finder would show that there are no fish in that lake anymore because his neighbor stole them all. But that's a that's a different story. Yeah, that's, that's, that's been a well. Big that's been well covered here on Second Amendment oh, Radio. Um, Mike, w- before we let you go, I uh, got to ask you a couple questions about uh, fishing, especially this time of year. What is this a uh, where are we at as far as fishing season is concerned? Is this a, a, a great time to be on the water? Getting ready to transition into the fall where they move back. There's, there's, there's going to be when those nights start getting a little cooler. When the nights get cooler than the than the, the surface temperature of the water and the water actually starts to cool off at night mm-hmm. uh, and stay, you know, keep steadily declining. Those fish are going to start to move and the days get shorter. Fish are going to start moving back to feed up for the winter. But right now you can still catch them deep in the summertime type pattern. My friend, and he's going to kill me. He's discovered the whopper plopper crawl where you make it go plop. Oh. plop. He sent me, I'll send you the pictures today, Tony. He yeah. caught like six over five pounds doing that today out of a kayak. Just so, just uh, an extreme slow roll on the whopper plopper? Is that what you're saying? The whopper plopper where that plopper just goes plop, plop, just one plop at a time. Not the plop, 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 plop. Just Got that one bow? plop at a time. Got that, bow? Plop, Not plop, plop, plop. I'm plop, trying plop. to understand. Not plop, 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 plop. More like plop, plop. Got it? That's it. You got I got it. Cadence, Tony. That's just it. I got it That's committed it. to memory. But I think what happened, Tony, is when that thing was all the rage, everybody was burning it, which means reeling it as fast, damn yeah. as, fast as you can. I, I retrieve it like a buzzbait. Fish are like, oh, that thing bites. I'm not grabbing that thing. 
Yeah. And then uh, I retrieve then, uh, a whopper yeah. pop. I fish a whopper plopper just like I fish a buzzbait. Like, yeah, I'll, that's what most people do. Yeah. And, and, the key and to I've the had great success. You with could it. cast it a mile. You could cast it a mile. You could fish it fast so you could cover a lot of water. Mm-hmm. In a tournament, that makes perfect sense. Guys that win tournaments on whopper ploppers don't put it down, they just throw it all day long. And uh, you're going to get five decent bites. Well, so you're almost out, using it like a you're almost using it like a popper, then like a hula popper, almost like you're fishing it yeah, yeah, more yeah. that style yeah. than than um than like yeah, a buzz like bait, like a chug bait, like yeah. a like a like a chug bug or something. Yeah, but it's just real nice and slow. Blop, blop, blop. and then it you know I don't know what it is. It's that it's the sound that it makes. I remember when I was in Texas with a guide fishing a popping bait, a popper. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you should buy this Yellow Magic. At the time, it was the new Japanese popping bait. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're $15. And this was like 10 years ago. I was like, yeah, way to sell your baits. You know, <laughs> this thing pops just the same. But I humored him and bought him. And I'd fished by myself before the guide for two days, hadn't caught crap on that thing. And then I bought that Yellow Magic. And the first time I popped it, and it went boom, like a totally different sound. No kidding. And they just ate wow. the crap out of it. Wow. He was right. He was, he was not. It was, it was, it was something new. And uh, it it worked. And the whopper popper is not new, but changing your retrieve, and that goes for everything. I've never you know, even I mean, considered doing that with the whopper plopper. I've never even another considered way that I, slow another way that I, do I mean, I've slowed I, it I, down, but not not to that extreme. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Most people won't. But what day he's fishing it on a grass line too, which gives them time to come up and find it. I think yeah. is part of that key. Another right. way to fish that, Tony, is just to reel it steady and then twist that rod real hard down and make it kind of submarine for a second and spit yeah. a bunch of water and uh-huh. come back up. Uh-huh. And then right when you do that, just stop it. You know, Because huh. sometimes if a fish is following that bait and you stop it, well, they just run into it. They don't. They don't. They can't hit the brakes fast enough, so then they just bite it. How many whopper ploppers right you got in the tackle box, Bo? Hmm. Uh, zero. <laughs> We're going with zero on that. When we get done with this COVID BS and I get to come in the studio, I'll bring you a Whopper Plopper. Yeah, I oh. think you brought me. I think I got my first ever Whopper Plopper from you too, Mike, a few yeah, years ago. Yeah, I brought you the big one and the little one. Yeah. One for Lake of the Ozarks and one for Farm Pond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The yeah. little one. The only color you need is black. The little one has caught a lot of fish. The big one has not yeah. had as much success. <clears throat> well, you, you just got to keep throwing it. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, the big ones like the big bait. For yeah. sure. No, that's that's great. So, uh, so still a great time to be to be on the water. Is there is there any changes that people should be keeping their eyes open for as far as uh, you know uh, changing up their their Just style? Just the weather when the days start getting shorter, man. Um, uh, September usually after Labor Day, uh, midway through September, when, you'll know if you're at Lake of the Ozarks and all the birds start moving towards the middle and the backs of the coast. Mm-hmm. That's where the fish are going. Chad uh, Chad can't put down his there. Chad can't put down his whopper plopper. He's he's been messing with the thing all day here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I'm remote. Yeah. Well, he has the luxury of having that whopper plopper. We don't keep it on us, Tony. It's a great point. Is his bigger? Point. Is yeah. his bigger? By the way, <laughs> no, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. <laughs> Come uh, on. Hey, before I can see uh... Chad smiling through the phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And blushing. Oh, wow. um, uh, before we let you go, Mike, one more time, you can get a whole lot of knowledge and uh, uh, see three guys that really know what they're talking about, um, discussing fishing. And even though it's even though you missed your chance to watch it live, 
Um, and so you can't get your question answered. There's lots of people asking great questions. You can get a whole lot of knowledge by going back and watching the live stream that uh, Mike was on earlier this week. And where can people uh, find that on YouTube again, Mike? You can find it on YouTube at Backyard Bassin or Ten Horse Monty. Or look either one of those boys up on Facebook. They have it posted there. Or my personal, Mike Marfell, my first Facebook page. And let's do what Bo said. Let's let's push the ten horse money to like two thousand subscribers. Yeah, That'd we'll get awesome. him on if he's if if he's he's designing a T-shirt. By the way, it's going to be really cool. The ten horse money T-shirt. When he gets one, I'll make sure that Tony Colombo gets one. Well, I appreciate one, that. So. And if he it's uh, if he's um, a game, we will get him on. We will get him on the the show um, one day with yeah, you. Yeah, that real, would be that would be cool. Maybe have yeah. him and Backyard Bassin on together or yeah, something. That would be a lot. Either of fun. way, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're great dudes, and and not just the one from this week. You can go back and listen to ones. They've got guys from up way, all the way up at like Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Some smallmouth guys that come on and talk. Because uh, there's a couple guys that they know down in Southeast Missouri that every summer they leave their home and go up there and live and guide all summer long and then come back down in gotcha. the wintertime when the ice gets when the water gets hard well so. make sure you guys go check that out make sure you check out 10 horse monty backyard bass in both channels on youtube and watch the uh really long uh really informative live stream that uh, mike was a part of this week and uh get and a lot my of skills of sipping bourbon and spitting tobacco at the same time oh. live on te- on youtube yeah there you it's go. good i like it i like it <laughs> Mike Multi-talented. Mar- yeah. Mike Marfell, yeah, okay. thank you so much for your time, my friend. We'll talk to you again hey, real thank soon. Thank you, Tony. You bet. Take care, Bo. See you later, Chad. Yeah. Have yeah, buddy. One. See you. See you guys. See, See you soon. All right. That is going to do it for another edition of the podcast exclusive for <laughs> producer Chad Ellis and my partner, Bo Matthews, both of whom need to go out and buy some Whopper Ploppers ASAP and so we can all get on the water and we can try this new plop. Plop. I'm going to buy the biggest Plop one I can, technique. Chad. Just saying. <laughs> we'll see you back here next week on the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.